0: back with the WMAY morning news feed. Governor J.B. Pritzker acting upon 80 some odd bills on Friday. Uh, He changed an ethics bill that we'll talk with uh, Lisa Kaplan from Reform for Illinois coming up. He outright vetoed another bill uh, that deals with ambulance service. So joining us here on the WMAY morning news feed, uh, I want to connect with uh, Chris Vanderberg. He is with the Illinois State Association for Ambulances. Chris, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Let's go ahead and get your reaction here. Uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker vetoing this measure. What did it do, and what are you guys vowing to do?
1: Thanks, Greg. Appreciate your time this morning. Uh, Hospital 684 uh, streamlined the processing of ambulance claims by moving it from managed care, the five different managed cares and their associated brokers, back to fee-for-service. We've been working for a number of years with health care and family services and members of the General Assembly uh, to try and resolve these problems with these managed cares. Uh, Gosh, it's been probably more than six years that we've been having meetings on this. And ultimately, uh, um, the solution that that we, we believe will continue to make sure that claims can get processed properly, uh, is to move it back to the state's fee-for-service program.
0: So uh, the governor ultimately vetoing this, saying that uh, he, he fears it would um, uh, hurt availability and impact the most vulnerable. Uh, but this measure passed unanimously out of both chambers. What do you anticipate is going to happen with this?
1: Uh, Greg, uh, you know, it, for us, it, it, it's a challenge. Um, you know, what we really truly believe is that, uh, that this is something that will ensure that ambulances are available, you yeah. know? And ultimately, there were 62 House sponsors, there were 37 Senate sponsors, uh, and it passed unanimously. And it, I think it's because the members of the General Assembly took the time to understand this issue, have heard from uh, folks in their district. Um, ultimately, by by not being able to pay uh, ambulance companies, response times increase across the state. And it's ultimately because we can't uh, we can't continue to pay the EMTs and paramedics the the wages that that uh, they need in order to do this. I think uh, during the break here. Uh, we just heard an ad for Culver's offering fifteen dollars an hour. Um, you know, if, if somebody can go and and work at Culver's uh, and start tomorrow, uh, versus going to uh, an EMT program, going to paramedic school, and and make uh, the same amount of money, they're not going to do that. And and that's really a, a genuine public health crisis. And so, well. Uh, that's really kind of what we're concerned
0: about at this point. Chris Vandenberg, he is the president of the Illinois State uh, Ambulance Association, reacting to Governor J.B. Pritzker vetoing a measure that uh, would deal with ambulance services. And this was uh, House Bill 684, uh, the governor vetoing that, uh, ultimately saying that um, uh, the addition of the language uh, inadvertently um, uh, could cause some problems with service. Uh, Chris, you'd mentioned a bit about uh, pay for EMTs. And this came up here on air when we are uh, out at the state fair. We do a segment every Friday called uh, Hero of the Week and uh, that week was of course with the fair being First Responder Day and we took calls from all kinds of people uh, who have first responders in their life. Uh, one woman shared how um, her daughter's a doctor, her son in law is an EMT and he makes barely above minimum wage. Uh, how can we get a, a better handle on uh, ensuring that uh, these first responders who a lot of times, even though you've got fire departments that may show up to a medical call. The fire department's not the one that's taking them to the uh, hospital and filling out the paperwork for hours on end. uh, After that, it's the EMTs who are doing this, putting in those long hours. Uh, And uh, if people haven't seen that uh, Nicholas Cage movie uh, back in the nineties, I forget what it's called, but it's pretty incredible uh, to to highlight the strain on EMTs, uh, especially at some of the, uh, the darkest hours of, uh, of people's lives. Uh, What's the status of pay? How do we get a, how do we increase that? Uh, and is it a bullet that you think the public's willing to bite?
1: Uh, you know, Greg, House Bill 684 was aimed right at fixing that problem. Um, about 75 percent of the ambulance services revenues were told what we're going to be paid by the federal government through the Medicare program or by the state through the Medicaid program. Um ultimately, that that uh, amount paid by the state right now is dramatically below cost. It's something on the order of less than 50% of the cost of providing the service. So that really affects our ability to pay these EMTs and paramedics, and, and particularly during a pandemic right now. Um, the, the stress that they're facing on a day-in, day-out basis, uh, just with the patients that they're seeing, the acuity, the, the how sick the patients they're seeing are, but then also the added stress of being exposed to COVID. And while you may have the PPP, PPE and the the necessary equipment to protect yourself you're concerned about still bringing that home to to your loved one at night and uh you know, ultimately, these folks are, are really truly the heroes right now. They're, they're not only going and picking you up and bringing you to the hospital, but then they're also taking you to the next care, level of care, whether it's going back for rehabilitation after an illness or it's going to a higher level of care uh, if, if you become really sick and you need to go to another hospital. The fire departments don't show up and do that. This is where uh, private EMS is really the, the focus of moving patients and continuing to make sure the system is available there. And 684 was, was one small step to try and at least make sure that the providers are getting paid for the transports they're doing instead of the money going to managed care. So it's trying to keep the money in the pockets of the first responders that are showing up and out of the pockets of the managed care organizations.
0: Chris Vandenberg, um, what's the next step here? Uh, I take it uh, you guys are probably already on the phone with lawmakers. They're coming back. Tomorrow for a special session, uh, and I know that there's a timeline, uh, like a deadline of when they have to act once it's entered into the, uh, uh, the calendar. So uh, is it crunch time for you guys, and do you anticipate this uh, coming up for a possible override attempt uh, tomorrow?
1: Uh, it's, it's all hands on deck for, for us right now, working with our sponsors. As I said, we had 62 House sponsors, we had 37 Senate sponsors, and uh, it was unanimously approved. Uh, the will of the General Assembly was expressed to the, to the governor, and uh, he chose to com- completely veto the bill. Um, so we are going to be going back and working with all the members of the General Assembly to implore them the importance of this to, to protect frontline workers and make sure that, that there is money there for them over the, having the money at the managed cares.